Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor, and I'm here with Mike, and we are really excited to be with you for a special episode of the podcast today. We have some guests in the room. Uh, we're actually recording uh, from Shepherd's Conference, and uh, this is the second podcast that we've recorded in uh, the office that we're in here at Shepherd's Conference, but we are uh, excited. In fact, I'm, Mike, let me pass it to you. Why don't you introduce who we have with us today? These are longtime friends of yours. Uh, and then we'll get into uh, some good conversation. Well, this is a real treat for me because the two guys are sitting here with us that I have known for over 30 years apiece. And we were serving together at a church back in the 80s. and But it goes beyond that. It goes even back before that. When I was a brand new believer, 1982, I was going to Downey First Baptist and I would see these guys on staff. And I remember thinking when I first had these thoughts like, maybe... I don't know, maybe, I wonder if if God would let me be a pastor or a missionary or whatever. And I would look at the guys on staff and go, there's no way I could be anything like them. They're like, they're way far above me. I'm I'm not good enough. And one of those guys was Jacques Molyneux, who's sitting here with us. And Jacques Molyneux uh, was the high school pastor at the church. And I remember one time um, reaching out to him and asking if I could go talk with him about ministry or what have you. And he took me to lunch, went to El Taco. And it was just one of those moments in life where I'm like, wow. And I remember thinking at the time, I don't think I could ever be like this guy. Like he's too, he's just, you know, too high above me in terms of spiritual maturity and gifting and all these kind of things. And so, you know, so Jacques Molyneux is sitting here. And then right next to him is a guy that when I first met him, I remember thinking he would never be my friend. You know, he's too nice of a guy. He's too smart. He does. And we were because we were in a seminary class together at Talbot. And I remember because after that class and this guy's name is Jim Eggert. So right now, if, if you could picture this, we should start doing video. We, we, I really have to start doing video. I'm telling you right now. Uh, but this is an audio thing. And right now I'm looking at Jacques Molyneux and Jim Eggert. And Jim Eggert and I were in seminary together, but we were also on staff together at Downey First Baptist as well. I don't know, soon after that? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna introduce both of these guys, let them introduce themselves. And we're gonna start with Jacques, then we'll go to Jim. Jacques, tell us about yourself, a little bit about your life, when you came to know Christ, but you have to keep it as a short version, and then about your family and about the ministry you're now a part of. Very good. Well, it's a privilege to be with you, Mike, and those were very much uh, higher words than uh, you'd say behind the closed mic, so uh, but great to be with you. So, we do have a, we've had a lot of fun with each other over the years. Yeah. Played a lot of basketball, had a lot of inside jokes with one another and stuff like that. So, yes. So, born and raised in Downey, and um, I was raised by a single parent, my mother, and she, my father passed away when I was 10. And we, unbeknownst to me, lived in a neighborhood that there were several Christian families who did exactly what the book of James said. They watched over the widow in the orphans. Mm -hmm. And at 12, uh, one of those neighbors invited me to Forest Home Christian Camp and I had never heard about Jesus uh, or what that was all about and the counselor one night had just shared the gospel message and it just really impacted me and I remember just giving my life over to Christ and the next day uh, the Lord did something for me that was a beautiful reminder he took away my potty mouth so I was uh, very competitive as a little kid and and had a very
very foul mouth, and that disappeared. It was completely gone, which was pretty cool. So God, God healed you of the potty mouth, but he, he kept the competitive spirit. Yeah, he did. He and did. you needed that. Yeah. You need that through the years. And were you at Indian Village? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that I was is, at Indian Village. That is so sweet. Yeah, so uh, my uh, mom would drop me off at Downey First Baptist Church, and uh, how I went to church is that if the Lord woke me up in time, I went. If he didn't, then I didn't go. <laughs> and so he would uh, wake me up uh, about twice a month. And then in high school, I stopped going. And then in uh, college, I just felt a real void in my life and thought, you know, I need to get back into church. And so went back to Downey First Baptist, got involved with the college group, uh, started getting involved in leadership, but I had no real solid church background or, or really formal training. And so uh, it was a diff- it was difficult for me to sort of even picture what ministry life would look like. Yet some of the pastors uh, sort of put the bug in my ear about being a pastor, and I just laughed at them. <laughs> I went to USC, was in business, <clears throat> graduated from business and I had been dating my wife who I met at Downey First Baptist in the college group uh, for wow about four years and I was planning on um, proposing getting married uh, but I just was not making any money in the real estate market and the Lord just spoke to me very clearly that I needed to give him a chance and so I uh, went to seminary at Talbot and along with these guys <clears throat> and then from there uh, got hired on at Downey First Baptist as the high school pastor. I married my college sweetheart mm. and uh, we've got two boys, Jean-Paul, who is currently pastoring with me uh, at San Pedro, which is a real blessing. And uh, Cameron, who has just recently married Mike Shera's daughter, Alexandra. That's so right. we are in-laws and just really looking forward to doing life and ministry together. Mm-hmm. What a sweet savior we have and what a sweet story of your life and I knew most of those things and it's still good I always love to hear someone's testimony and what God has done in their life and and uh, that's a really short version and there's so much more but let's shift over to, to Jim and Jim tell us a little bit about yourself Yep, my name is Jim Egerton. I'm married to Willie June, and you guys have known us for, I think it's like 38 years, if I think back and do the connections right. So we're and, older uh, than we think we are. <laughs> <laughs> and we came, uh, we came to basically to Southern California to come to Talbot, mm-hmm. and it was actually through Willie June. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was this young this young wife who was helping at Talbot, and her name was Shelly Molyneux, <laughs> and and they became friends, uh, kind of acquaintances at first, and then they in, she invited us to come to First Baptist Church of Downey and, uh, and see what was happening, and your ordination was coming up in 1986, so we'd already, I think that's right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had already been in Southern California a couple years, so right in there, I think Mike and I had met, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and then Jacques and Shelley, and we started kind of building a friendship between couples. Our wives really loved each other, love each other, and and have ministered to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, then in I was at Talbot and uh, started at First Baptist Church of Downey in 1987, and that was great. And and I joined this team. 
I joined this team of, of brothers in Christ who were ministering there, and I felt really honored. In fact, I remember um, coming out of church and, and thinking the same thing you thought, Mike. I thought, this is really an amazing place, and God is at work, and man, I, I could never be a pastor here, you know? And uh, and I remember seeing Harold Adams at the door mm. and, and shaking his hand and him asking us about Talbot and asking us about where we were and what we were doing, and that was kind of the start of us yeah. uh, being on staff. Yeah. Wow. So... I'll tell you what, God is so good. He orchestrates things so amazingly, so providentially. And let's do this. Um, You know, we can go anywhere. We started this. We told the guys, we're going to just go. We'll make this up as we go. Okay. I'm going to throw out some questions. Okay. I'm going to ask you just on the spot. What's a Bible verse that that has just Hmm. impacted your life so deeply that you go back to it over and over again? Shock. Hmm. Well, it, uh, it comes from uh, Mark chapter 12, and when Jesus is asked, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And that is to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that uh, verse impacted me in, to such a degree that I did my doctoral dissertation on it uh, to ask myself and explore the question, how can I love God with my full mind? with my full body and with my full heart Mm -hmm. and because if we neglect one of those three Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to impact the others that's right and so there's got to be a balance of how to do that Mm -hmm. and so i'm constantly going back to that verse wow wow excellent See, that's why Jim. I like listening to Jacques Molyneux <laughs> preach. Yeah. I mean, he's got a whole sermon in, right. in one verse. <laughs> it's absolutely go. beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it, and I appreciate that. But the verse that I thought of was, and it has been in the last few years really important, is uh, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Do not mm-hmm. forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as the matter of some is, but come together all the more. Uh, help me with it. And as you see the day approaching, mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, I just think there's a there's a real lackadaisy, lackadaisical attitude about church attendance and mm-hmm. uh, being with one another. And you go back to Acts chapter 2, I think it's verse 42, where it says they came together for, what are the four words? They came together for fellowship, breaking of bread, the apostles' teaching, and prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think, man, we those are the... Those are the the key elements. Those are the f- pillars of what we do at church, and and it's really tough when people uh, w- when church is so negotiable mm-hmm. in their minds, and uh, that's been really important to me. Mm-hmm. You guys, you know what's interesting as we're sitting here, we say we've known each other for going on almost 40 years. Yeah. And I think I when I, I started going to Downey First Baptist in, in 1981, mm. got saved in 82, so it would be 40 years of at right. least knowing who you are, Jacques. Right. I think, I don't know when we met, probably probably in 84 or something mm. like that. And Jim and I uh, in 86, I think, is when we mm-hmm. met. So... What I've what we've got here, and what, what's a treat is that you know many of our listeners are from Grace Church of Orange, uh, the Ordinary Church podcast. Though anybody can find us, and so 
you know, we don't know who all listens uh, to this podcast, but the, the sweet thing, if you're from Grace Church of Orange, what you need to know, if you know me, I've been a, the pastor at Grace for a little over 15 years now, is that I've had some men in my life that have been very significant and have mm-hmm. mentored me and been friends to me. And, and the two of them are right here sitting with us. And the next question is going to be about how you, how you last in ministry, mm-hmm. because you guys have been pastors for a long time. And we still think of ourselves as kind of relatively young, I know. Um, but again, we're all in our uh, late 50s, early 60s, and which used to sound so crazy. And now it's like, wait, try that on for size. Oh, that's how old we are. And you guys don't look... The, the, we don't look the ages we are. Of course we don't. At least to ourselves in the, <laughs> they in the don't, mirror. They don't. No, That's you know, why we're not 40s. videotaping it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me help you out of your chair, Jacques. Anyway, so here's the deal. I want to know, what are a couple of things that you would share with our listeners about, and us first, and then our listeners, about staying faithful in ministry? What's those common denominators? What are the things you you say to yourself, you know, in in your heart, even like to remind yourself, or what you pass on to other pastors? Hmm. That's a great question, and it really does tie back into uh, the mentoring process that we've all gone through. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because the mentors, I mean, you describe us as your mentors, but we also know that there was uh, a plethora of other pastors there that were all of our mentors. Really old guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Hope they're not listening. Not Sorry. peers. No, guys that were, you know, f- 10, 15, 20 <laughs> right. years beyond right. us or yes. more. Right. Yes. And yes. those men modeled um, mm-hmm. humble servanthood. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, as as uh, one of your podcast people had said on eldership, <laughs> uh, you know, that has to be a requirement, humble yep. and to be mm-hmm. servants. Right. Yeah. And we saw that modeled. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't know uh, to try to get bigger or do things better and to get more people. We just wanted to be humble yep. servants who are yeah. faithful to the faithful. Lord. And, and some of the motivation for me over the years is one, uh, I have a fear of God <laughs> that I do not want to disappoint God. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Lord, I do not want to stumble. I don't want to discredit your name. The church, please protect mm-hmm. me from that. Yeah. And uh, and so that's a prayer of mine. But part of that, too, is I don't want to disappoint the men who have gone before me, yeah. you know, the mentors and mm-hmm. and to be faithful as they were faithful. So there's a there's a lot behind mm-hmm. that, that, you know, as we have observed these men in our life have had were so fortunate to have that modeled for yes. us. Yes. And and that has kept us uh, grounded. And a lot of the young pastors that came up under that are faithful servants. They, right. they mm-hmm. keep going. And That's so those, those have been really motivating factors for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's good. You know, Mike, as, uh, uh, when, I, when I get, when I face a difficulty in ministry, when things are, are tough and I need some counsel, I call you guys. Mm-hmm. I call Mike. I call Jacques. Mm-hmm. I call my friend Jeff in, in Springfield, Illinois. I call, um, you know, I just, I was sitting here thinking of this whole list of people 
you know, we mentioned Harold Adams, uh, mm-hmm. Carol Reinhardt, and mm-hmm. Pete Legg, and Denny Clements, and, mm-hmm. and others. You know, all these these people that have been so significant, and and the ones that aren't in heaven, they still remain significant. Mm-hmm. And we call on them. We call on each other, and that's that's a huge strength. Uh, that's a, that's a huge uh, resource for me as. I'm in ministry. Going back to the other podcast we were listening to with Alex, you know, the family, the strength of the family, mm-hmm. our wives, our kids, uh, that's a huge part of what keeps me yes. faithful in ministry. And I'm very grateful for my partner and my wife, Willie June, and, and our kids. I look to our kids for wisdom. I ask my kids questions about ministry. They talk with me and we talk back and forth. And our families have been a real resource for us, too. Amen. You know, just real quick, um, your podcast is called the un, or the Common Church, right? Ordinary Church. The Ordinary, ordinary Church. Yeah. So you have to be content with the ordinary. You know, mm-hmm. we're sitting in an unordinary church. Yes. And facility and right. all of that, you know, and, and God has gifted and called yep. mm-hmm. people to that, but yeah. not everybody, no. not most. And mm-hmm. so if you're going to be a faithful pastor, you've got to be really content yes. uh, with having an ordinary church. Yes. And so uh, and I think that's my prayer too, Lord, just let me, yep. let me serve the people that you've given me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good bridge to our next question. So we we are at a church right now where we're at the Shepherds Conference in Sun Valley, California, at Grace Community Church, John MacArthur, pastoring this church faithfully for over 50 years. Mm-hmm. And we're in the office of Josh Petrus, who is a friend of mine. He's the youth pastor here. And it's interesting because we're here with over 4,000 other pastors and elders in their churches. And... We're just ordinary pastors. We're known in the context that we operate, Mm -hmm. but we're relatively unknown. And Jeremiah 45.5 says, you know, as for you, do you seek great things for yourself? Do not seek. Do not seek those. And it's interesting because, you know, none of us got asked to speak at the Shepherds Conference this year. And the, the interesting thing is, I thought of this the other day. I thought, wow, all the guys that are here that could get up there and preach and do a fine job yeah. and, and serve the Lord well. And even the guys that we would think, wow, why didn't they get asked? Because they're somewhat notable. But all the way down to guys like us, they're like, you know, we're just faithfully shepherding our local church and that's what God has called us to do. That's right. What do you do with with that in your life? How have you dealt with ambition versus just contentment in terms of just do what God's called you to do? What kind of self-talk do you go through? What kind of verses do you go to that help you just say, you know what? Keep nose to the grindstone. I'm going to keep shepherding this flock in this place. And it doesn't matter if anyone ever knows my name beyond it. Mm-hmm. What, what, when what Jack you, was yeah. talking, I thought of the phrase, godliness with contentment is great gain. And I know mm-hmm. that that is you know, a, a verse that's talking about ministry and riches. And there's this this teaching, this instruction, mm-hmm. godliness with contentment is great gain. Mm. And uh, yeah, popped in my mind. I just I just want to say, you know, there have been times where my flesh has reared up and I have thought, oh, it'd be nice to have a little more acclaim or have a little more influence. But, you know, God has called... 
God has called us to shepherd the flock that we are with, mm-hmm. and he's called us to be faithful. When people ask me, you know, you're ever going to leave Pioneer Bible Church? I think, you know, God called me here, and if he calls me away, I'd go. Yeah. But this is where I am, and this is where I need to, this is where I need to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the, the faithful, or part of the, the tag along to the question prior to, and which relates here, is that um, part of my prayer is, Lord, keep me small. And so, because uh, I don't want to have the temptation of thinking I am more than what I'm not. Mm-hmm. And um, so... God has done that. So he's answered that prayer. And I'm sure he knows why I need to keep small. Mm -hmm. So because there could be ego involved or whatever it might be. And so I just have to be content with small and impacting the people that God has put in front of me. And, you know, as I mean, your your church is is not a mega church. It's a medium sized church. But, you know, the impact that you're making as I see you bring your men along is very powerful and that is gonna that's gonna have the lasting Mm -hmm. effect yeah think about all the men that mentored us and that you know we would sometimes I don't know if we jokingly said it or what but we said like Downey I would say Downey First Baptist is like a pastor factory Mm -hmm. like just raise them up uh, grow them up send them out or keep them you know keep them or send them out and that kind of model of just passing on the faith to especially younger men who will take up a mantle of leadership is uh, I think is a is a a sweet sweet thing to watch and I think we've been a part of that mm-hmm. and I love the fact that we continue to see that you know through our lives and ministry so mm-hmm. so here's what we're gonna do now we're gonna we got a couple more moments and I'm gonna turn to Connor he's gonna ask you a question out of the blue and then I'll ask a question out of the blue and then Connor will bring the plane in for a landing after that yeah that sounds good um Man, there's a lot of questions that I'd love to ask you guys. I think one question would be, I, Mike already asked the question, what's you know, kind of kept you faithful in ministry? But I'm wondering, just even specifically in the last few years, as it's been a discouraging time for so many pastors, has there been any encouragement either from people in your body or from, from others or from Scripture that's really been especially just meaningful and been dear over the last few years? Hmm. I'll tell you what. The people of Pioneer Bible Church have been amazingly faithful. COVID was hard. It was a hard, it's been a hard couple of years. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, we've been doing, we've been doing the same thing for like 36, 37 years for me. And, and uh, when COVID hit and we couldn't go to church and I immediately had to think, you know, what, what can we do? And so the goal was never, never skip a beat. I preached every Sunday. It was on a, you know, on Zoom or mm-hmm. whatever. And, and we hoped that people would listen. But I'll tell you what, through this year, Connor, when you think about what's been encouraging, our people have been steadfast. Mm. They really have. I mean... People have responded to COVID differently. We have some that are avid, you know, you take the vaccine, wear a mask, others who don't want the vaccine and don't wear a mask. But I'll tell you, they have been faithful. And and it's not only been hard on us with the church, it's been hard on them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and those folks have been faithful in, in attendance. They've been faithful in serving. They've been faithful in giving. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't fall apart. Hmm. Their, their, when their faith was challenged, they stepped up to the plate, and I'm really proud of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. praise God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, it has certainly been difficult uh, just through the pandemic, and mm. partly because um, pastors touch people, and now the people are gone. You can't touch people. And yep. whether that be face-to-face, a pat on the back, whatever it might be. And so I think for the pastor, there was a lot of just wrestling yep. with the effectiveness of being a pastor and so for me what was encouraging through this process is that um, and, and Jim and I have talked about this is that I've been fortunate as well as I think Mike has to have a, a team of people around you to help navigate this and uh, Jim uh, has expressed to us a lot of it he was doing it on his own uh, not having that team around him so I I was very appreciative of that and whether that be helping reach out to our people or looking at how we're presenting the sermon and and how that might be or setting up technology uh, those are all stuff out of my wheelhouse and so to have people around you that it was in their wheelhouse and we could uh, shift uh, very quickly was really I- encouraging but I was I, like Jim very grateful our numbers yes were down but uh, people were faithful to give uh, to the church's cause and so we did not suffer at all financially yeah well you guys this has been really sweet really rich to sit here with you and um, one last thing I'm gonna have you do is just each one of you take a moment and just speak right into the microphone some word of encouragement to our listeners hmm. yeah. I would just say thank you for your faithfulness thank you for loving the word Thank you for being sincere in your faith walk. Uh, Thank you for encouraging us as leaders, praying for us. Uh, Thank you for your faithfulness. I think for the people uh, who are listening to pastors speak, it's important to us that as members of the church, that we know your support and your encouragement and and hear from you too how you're growing in your relationship with the lord Uh, what excites us is when we know that our people are are growing in the lord and Mm -hmm. so uh, i would make that your ambition uh, to uh, love the lord god with all your Mm -hmm. heart soul mind and strength Mm -hmm. and love each other as yourself Amen. Is it um, Second John? I have no greater love than to know my children are walking in the truth. Third John. Third John. Third John. There you go. To, uh, Thank you. No, that's why I asked. That's why I asked. I didn't know. I correct you there, but yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> good well, times. Jim and Jock. Good yeah. Times. Good times. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for Hello. joining us today. And obviously, the three of you have something just really special. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm, I'm just as I'm listening to this as a young guy, I'm thinking of. Oh, it's Andrew and Michael and mm-hmm. James. And like, I'm thinking right. of all the guys that the yeah. Lord's given me. So, yeah. you know, along with you and yeah, others. Do you guys who... ever play basketball together? <laughs> spike ball. You play spike ball. Okay, I'm yeah. going to say, because we had some basketball. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
We had some games, I'll tell you what. I, I, uh, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. No, the sports, that's a key thing. That's right. A lot of basketball with each other, a lot of good lunches, and just a lot of talking and sharing, and, and then keeping it up through the years. I'm just like, wow, praise God that he gives us friends like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, listeners at home, we love you, and we're thankful for you. Thanks for listening today. We pray for you throughout the week. Uh, if you'd ever like uh, to hear us tackle something on the podcast, you could always let us know email grace at gracewarners.org but until next time have a great week we love you and we hope that you have a great day god bless you